Welcome to episode 13 of Don't Be Strangers, a series of long, wholesome phone calls with your could-be friends digging into all the possibilities of life. If we haven't met before, my name's Yi, and I started this podcast mid-2021 as a social experiment. I've always had such deep, rich, and soulful conversations with my friends that I wish that I could record and share with the world, and that's exactly what I'm doing now. The reason why I changed the tagline to include could be friends is because I really want to focus on the community building aspect of running this podcast in 2022. We just kicked off round one of our Pen Pals Club, which, as you can guess, some of the past co-hosts are actually participating in, which means you can personally connect with these very introspective, kind, and open-hearted people. If you enjoy the questions that are asked on the podcast, you'd be a perfect fit for our Pen Pals Club. Find the link in the show notes or on the Instagram page at Don't Be Strangers. We'd love to have you. And last but not least, while I'm setting my intentions on building this community, I'd be so honored if you could share your favorite episode of this podcast with a friend or two whom you think would appreciate the topics discussed. I'm also dreaming of a way where I can easily accept submissions for featuring works and Instagram posts from the community so that it becomes more of a platform that even you, the listener, can use to find inspiration and share your own light. So with all that said, I'm so stoked to introduce you to my friend Senna from the Netherlands. We met primarily through my IG lives when I was hosting these quote-unquote office hours for creating art early on during the pandemic. While I didn't know too much about her besides our warm small conversations over my sketchbook, I loved her vibrant energy. And as you'll hear during our conversation, I was really pleasantly surprised when I received her application to co-host because it meant that I'd have exactly this conversation to see her quote-unquote face-to-face for the very first time, to learn more about her and from her, and to really make this new friend whom I've already been very loosely chatting with through text for over a year. My first impression of Senna is that she's so vibrant, zesty, a little sassy, but in a very playful and refreshing manner. We laughed so much during this conversation, and I'm so excited for you to dig into these topics, which includes 1. What we learned from 2021 in our word for 2022, 2. New mediums we want to try as creative chimeras, 3. Senna's daily habits, four, how she found her best friend, and five, this idea of life goes on as loosely inspired by BTS. And with that, please meet Senna. I'm Senna. I am 20 years old. I'm a student. Um, I study commercial uh, economics and I live in the Netherlands. Uh, My parents are both from Morocco, uh, but I was born and raised here. In my free time, I love... um, being a creative chimera, <laughs> as you call it. Um, yeah, I don't stick to one thing. I love painting, but also sewing and and what more? Drawing, editing, all that kind of thing. Like whatever is creative, I love doing it. Maybe because it's 7th of January and we're just got into 2022. So what is the most uh, important thing you learned last year? I started to get serious right away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, the most important thing that I learned last year would probably have to be 
the fact that we really have agency in our life um, and how we create our reality and how we how we formulate and drive our life. I think now I feel like I'm the one being like super serious or something. No, 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 it's okay. I love being serious and talking in depth. So I'm all right with it, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. But I, yeah, I think, I think that came out of the fact that like last year, I was super privileged um, to be able to travel a bit. I know that this is something that not everyone has access to during the pandemic. Um, but after getting my second vaccination shot, I think last April, I went ahead and decided to like temporarily move to Chicago, uh, which is just another big city in America, and just kind of do try like work from home there for like a month. And it was there in Chicago that I met a bunch of creatives. And it just kind of like re-inspired and re-sparked this, this passion to go and like make things for the for the sake of making it. Because I think a lot of the friends I met in Chicago, they all had like full-time jobs doing whatever it was but then they would just dedicate all their free time to like photography for example or writing a novel and I thought man I think near the end of 2020 and going into the beginning of 2021 I was kind of washed up in this idea of really having to take advantage of like our downtime with the pandemic and like really accelerating my skill sets not really for career but for life and not really allowing myself to play, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So going to Chicago and meeting all of these creatives that just really embodied this idea of play, I was like, wait, you can totally just keep your full-time job and um, still be creative and enjoy both. So I think that was really the big thing because after Chicago, I just became so much more creative and I just you can even see like on my Instagram feed because I think previous years to this past year 2021 I just rarely posted because I think a combination of like perfectionism I feel you I feel you I'm the same (laughs) perfectionism and then also just not allowing myself to play because I'm like oh wouldn't it be more productive to do language learning like I always think language Mm -hmm. learning is more productive um even though it's also fun but this year I just or not this year last year yeah (laughs) 2021 I just I was just like whatever I can do both I can do it all and allowing yourself to play is not necessarily the opposite of being productive it's it's also productive and also you can develop that way so i think it should also be productive and that trip that you talked about is that the wi-fi tribe no it wasn't so this was actually before wi-fi tribe so it was like a domestic in america um but it was during my trip to chicago that i started researching and i found wi-fi tribe and then so that's why i really think of like chicago being the pivotal trip of 2021 because it was like the one that kind of like sparked everything else and yeah like wi-fi tribe and all of that was amazing because i met all these other really cool people who were really also taking agency in their own life like they also had their full-time jobs but were traveling and then they worked in really interesting industries too like the most interesting one was we had a teledoctor on one of our trips so that means like she was a full-time physician but working while traveling and I was like whoa then there were like a few business owners a few people in marketing so those are more traditional another one that was like untraditional was an interior designer um and we were all like how do you do your job like remotely (laughs) but yeah so agency I think that was like the big takeaway yeah that's so cool 
can I toss the question back at you? Yeah. Like, what did you learn? Oh, what did I learn? Oh, my God. At first, I was like, okay, I'm going to university. I had to do a math test. I didn't pass. <laughs> so I couldn't go to that university. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to just stay at home, study again, and then go to this university? Or am I going to go back to school and just because like our education system is very different from uh, how it is in America. Could you explain it? A bit. Yeah, like we have like higher education, but it has different levels. When you like the school before um, higher education, I think it's uh, middle school for you, maybe. The American school system is like you have elementary school, then you have middle school, then you have high school. And then higher education is after graduating high okay. school, then you go to university where you study your undergraduate. That's very different. <laughs> so we have elementary school, for, uh, like we start when we are uh, four years, and then we have eight years there. And in the seventh year and eighth year, you have this exam that says which level you have. We have like... Uh, more practical or more uh, theoretical and then uh, depending on what advice you get in the eighth year you can go to the middle school and then depending on which level you also have you have a uh, amount of years you have to stay in that school so for example if you have like the highest is uh, Fabio then you have six years do you have half a which I had is like the almost top one. Uh, then you have uh, five years. You have lower ones and it all has their own amount of years. And when you're finished, you can either go to um, college or um, university. But we actually, uh, for HAFO, we have uh, HABIO, which is University of Applied Science. So it's more applied. And for FEBIO, you have university, which is very theoretical, and I'm now doing HABIO, so uh, University of Applied Science. I was like, no, I want to go back to school and not stay at home because I felt so uh, demotivated. I had no contact with people and just sucked, you know? (laughs) It was really going back to school and uh, also learning how to use my time right. Still working on it. I became 20 in November, so it's not been a long time. And since then, I'm like, what do I want to do? I'm like kind of in a midlife crisis, but also not. So you just started university or college, right? Uh, Oh, also, I already did one year of another course, healthcare management. I was already halfway done uh, the year. So I was like, let me at least get a certificate. So then I was done and I decided not to do anything with health anymore, healthcare. And I was like, you know, I want to do something with my creativity. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Yeah. So so then I started studying for the university and then I took a gap year, worked, started uh, learning how to drive a car, (laughs) still working on it. And now I just began my first year of this new study that I'm following. Yeah, what are you studying? So previously it was healthcare management. Now it's commercial economics. Are you enjoying it so far, or? I uh, yeah, I yeah I do. Yeah, I find it more fun than the one I had before. 
Yeah, so it sounded like you accomplished quite a bit last year with everything that you tried. If you had to pick one word to kind of summarize、mm, a word、okay. for 2021, yeah. I guess trying new things, so exploring. I think that, yeah. And you, one word? So I said that like the big thing that I learned from last year was having agency、oh, in my life. Right. You said one word. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. But it's really interesting because even though that's like what I learned, the word I you've heard of this practice where people pick a word for the year, right? Like at the beginning of the year, you pick a word, and the the word that I picked. At the beginning of 2021, was movement.、Um, I wanted to incorporate more movement in my life, and it was not just like physical movement, like you know, taking care of my health and like exercising, but it was also like being in flux and like yeah, having change basically in my、mm. life. And I think I was able to accomplish that. But also coming out of that, incorporating movement, I learned how to create agency in my life. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. And what would your、uh, words be for 2022? What do you want to do now? The big one I think I would love to try to incorporate more of is that this idea of big kid energy, which is something that I、um, started a couple years ago.、Um, mm-hmm. It was sparked by like a very particular friendship.、Um, that that particular friendship. Kind of reminded me of the renaissance of childhood. It was like the rebirth、Aww. of childhood for me, and、mm-hmm. so after that, I just wanted everything that I did to be inspired with the idea of big kid energy. That everything is just play, less perfectionism and more play. I think that's、mm-hmm. what I want <laughs> from this year. Yeah, yeah, that's so fun. I want to be like that too, especially when it comes to like creating art. Don't want to think too much about it and just do what I like, what I feel. And also, yeah.、Uh, also, my word is not, it's two words. Like, oh no, it's more. I think like getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So like this is the first thing. <laughs> I was super delighted when I saw that you applied. I was like, like they're not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, okay, you know, let's do it. Yolo. <laughs> I so、it. I filled it in, and I and I took so much time. My mom even got mad because she didn't know what I was doing. She was like, "Why are you on your phone the whole time?" <laughs> I did tell her in the end that I was gonna do this, and she's very supportive. Oh, that's awesome! Actually, so speaking about art and stuff,、um, I would love to know, in terms of your art, how do you decide what to share and when to share it, and then kind of. Along the same line of thought,、um, how do you decide what to create and how to create it? Especially since you said you identify as a creative chimera, and therefore you just try different things. It's really about how I feel. Actually, it's not like I. Most of the time, I don't look up what I want to create. It just boom. It just comes to me. Most of the time, when I'm studying, and it sucks. Because then I know I can't do it, you know. So I'm like in this.、Uh, um, I have like midterms or something, and suddenly I have this idea in my head, and I'm like, why now? I mean, I love the idea, but why now? Now I have to wait a week before I can do it. But it just, yeah, it really. Sometimes it is like I'm in a museum and I like see、uh, like the textures or this kind of style, and I'm like, oh my god. I want to do something with that, and that, but like make it my own. So it's really about. It just depends, actually. It's more how I feel, and I 
share almost all my art <laughs> so it's just like i i love sharing it it's not i don't know i love when people say like huh? oh wow how you created this is so fun or something like that. i love it when people also respond like likes is fun but i i would love to like really have comments like people saying like oh yeah or maybe like you could do this better because i also really like feedback so i really hope someday i will have more people that talk like that about my art right yeah like having the actual communication and engagement with the art as opposed to just like a passive like that is sure yeah like it's very very nice to know that someone took the extra like nanosecond <laughs> to press the like button mm -hmm. but, but what does it mean has what i've created make you ha feel happy or does it make you feel sad or yeah. um just having that human connection by through a comment so you can engage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like me, if I see like a post and I really like it and it gives me something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I commented right away. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or like someone is like, you have that TikTok trend where they uh, first are like, um, are you an artist? And then with uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe this uh oh this i said this <laughs> that is but in, in, in dutch <laughs> i suddenly switched it. i was like wait this is amazing so i was like oh, excuse me what are you talking about <laughs> like i wish that someone would do that to me too you know and that's why i also like sharing it to have like also other people that are also very passionate about art talking to each other like we have this community yeah. Do you feel like the art community is stronger on TikTok versus Instagram then? Or like what are all the, the social media platforms that you use for sharing your art? Mm, I have used TikTok before, but I don't really right now. <laughs> Doesn't really have a specific reason. I just didn't do it. I think Instagram is the most fun, I think with twitter it is difficult to really have like a relevant be re relevant it is hard to have that mm. with instagram you can use like hashtags you're easier to find and you can also like you can easier dm and you have stories and stuff and i like instagram the most instagram is definitely my main like outlet of sharing art and stuff because i've never mm -hmm. had a twitter um and then I tried TikTok loosely for like a day, and then I was like, "Oh, I must be a grandma now." I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel that too. TikTok is very fun for inspiration mm. because my TikTok feed is just full of uh, like sewing patterns and people creating amazing stuff. Stuff. So I really love it there when it comes to just being inspired and scrolling and oh. instagram is just like the people i follow or uh sometimes in my like how do you say that for you page but for instagram oh, right. <laughs> I scope. Like um, your dashboard or your home page or something yeah like exactly yeah. that is fun but like tiktok is very good like time consuming <laughs> but also makes you inspired Right. I've heard that the algorithm for TikTok is insane for like understanding what you like and feeding you the things that you mm -hmm. want to see or you like to see. So I can see how it would be a great source of inspiration. I think 
you make a really interesting point here that you could use TikTok as a way to inspire you to create art, but then have all your community and like art sharing happening on a different social media platform, such as Instagram. I feel like this is a really good lead in. I'm really curious, how did you find my my personal <laughs> account? Because oh! I feel like, I honestly feel like we've been talking for years. And if you don't remember, like that's totally okay. No, um, I don't remember. What is her name again? Was this YouTuber? Uh... Oh, um, could it be Eileen Lavender or someone else? No, someone else. Another know. artist? Uh, yeah. Nowadays, she does a lot of pottering. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Michelle Choi? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I uh, really like her YouTube videos. So yeah. I followed her and you were like in the recommend. I looked at it and I was like, oh, this person is so fun. She's so creative. Wow. She's... <laughs> and I followed and then you came live and I was like, oh, let me see. <laughs> and uh, then uh, what was fun about your lives is that you also like really communicate with the viewers so we're, you were like oh what is your name so i can uh call you by that and i was like oh oh yes hello. <laughs> <laughs> so and then i kept uh, like every time you would announce when you would come live and i would go because i thought it was so fun then we just kept contacting each other very like sometimes like on posts or like on stories we would comment yeah oh my gosh this is giving me such like throwbacks because i remember i started the lives um early pandemic because i was trying to find a way to basically hold myself accountable to make more art because i was like Mm -hmm. oh well if i told people hey i'm gonna be making art from like you know this hour to this hour and people are showing up um either to also make art or just like chill or whatever that it would be enough accountability for me to actually just sit down and do it (laughs) you know yeah i know how you feel i also have like an instagram like a study gram and on there yeah i also uh used to do lives so i know for sure that i'm gonna study So I really get what you're saying. Oh, but this is now making me miss um, doing the lives. I think what was difficult about the lives, though, is that, like, it was really hard for me to focus on drawing Anne because community building and, like, getting to know people and making connections is so important. It was very hard for me to split my attention between, like, drawing and then also trying to keep up with the conversations that were happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I have that sometimes, too. I have done lives before where I would paint or uh yeah study i'll just say study because on my art lives there wouldn't come that many people so (laughs) i didn't have to communicate that much but uh when i was studying they did and then i was like oh oh hi how are you you know (laughs) and i'm like oh but you have to study senna (laughs) <laughs> i'm like oh, what what do i do yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i imagine that's like a lot worse with like studying yeah. <laughs> yeah it was nice like um i knew that i would study then so i would actually do stuff but also it would be sometimes distracting when there were people sometimes there would be no people and i would just be studying and it was all right <laughs> but sometimes there were people and i would also talk and it's uh, i love it 
when I talk him. Because also once I had this very fun time with one of the uh, watchers, I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so such a fun conversation, so I didn't really mind. But not really good for the studying. <laughs> what is a medium you would love to work with that you haven't worked with before? So I would say that this is a medium that I've actually have worked with before in in different ways, but well, okay, I I won't be mysterious about it. But basically, music because I have growing up played the piano and the viola, and then I've always had interest in singing, and then also thanks to K-pop, I think back in my teenage years, also interest in like choreography and hip hop dancing, um, mm-hmm. due to the fact that I was just so blown away by the production of like the K-pop music. Videos. Um, mm-hmm. So what actually got me into K-pop music was not really the music itself. Was me just rewatching the videos over and over and over again because I love the makeup, the the costumes, mm-hmm. the st- the set, the choreography, and I would just keep rewatching the video until I basically brainwash myself into liking the song, and that's how <laughs> you know that's how I got Why into the on the, and I'm like, girl, stop! It's not a fun song! <laughs> but I get what you mean, yeah. So much attention to detail. Yes, and I think it's insane too, like just the amount of effort that's put into making that whatever three to five minute video the team that you never even see because I think most people just see the, the boy or girl group that's like singing and dancing and that's mm-hmm. and they think oh, that's like the entire production, like without them, this couldn't exist. But while that's true, like they're actually performing. There's so many other elements. But anyways, Mm -hmm. I kind of got sidetracked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) music though, because I would love to be able to produce and create my own songs. And I actually have tried dabbling in music production. I couldn't get into it at all. Like I I downloaded Mm -hmm. all the apps and I tried like just messing around and maybe I thought that I would have some sort of innate skills for this <laughs> art, but I, I don't. And it, it just came to me. It was just so difficult for me to pick up, honestly. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is like, I want to put more effort into this. But then the other part of me is like, maybe this is just isn't for me and I should just focus on creating art, like peripheral art around music. So finding songs that I love that gives me great energy. And that's what I love about music is that I feel like it's, mm-hmm the it's like another language you don't really need to understand words or anything but the vibrations and the energy and the feeling Mm -hmm. that gives you that's why I love and I've always thought wouldn't it be amazing if I could create this this art that just vibrates through other people's bodies um too so but now I'm just like okay I I either have the option to to pursue this to like put more effort into it and or I can just learn art around it so art around it being like what if I could just practice developing my vocal skills so that I could learn to sing or um, if I could just learn to dance so that I can move my body to other people's music and in in a way that's sort of like a collaboration right like someone had to produce the music and then I get to put visual elements to the music by dancing the medium that I would love to work with more is sound and music in the future Um, it's like not what I would expect (laughs) did you have a guess on did you have any thought not with sound, at least. <laughs> I thought maybe, like, I, I don't know, another kind of paint or something. <laughs> Wait, what about so, you? 
Me? Me. Mm, let me think. Well, not really as special, but I uh, <laughs> I want to uh, develop like skills for digital art. Mm. And um, I draw a lot uh, traditionally. Um, and I recently also bought like one of those drawing tablets that I can just connect with my uh, laptop and then is I it Wacom? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that's how I got started in digital art. So I'm very excited for you. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah I and I also downloaded an uh, app, Sketchbook Pro. I'm not familiar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited to develop some skills on that because I think like the art sometimes looks very lively when you um, make it digital. I'm very excited for you. I can't wait to see what you make. What are three favorite daily habits or rituals that you do and how did they get started? So I was thinking about this and I was like, what am I going to say? And I even asked my sister. I was like, what are habits that I have? So she actually uh, had some, uh, she thought of some. (laughs) <laughs> so um, one of them was that almost every day I wear an uh, outfit. So like even in pandemic, when I have to work, most of the time I have an outfit on. Like a fashionable or a cute outfit. Yeah, or something like exactly. That. Like I really love fashion and mm-hmm. I feel like my clothes can really make what mood I am in. You get what I mean? Not pajamas, you know? Sometimes I'll be walking around home with a blazer and my mom is like, girl... What are you doing? You're not going outside. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. Do I have to wear something just to go outside? I'm doing this for myself. <laughs> you know? I love that. Like, amazing. <laughs> I've always been like that very outspoken, like, <laughs> I don't need to dress for nobody. Just <laughs> me. <laughs> we need more of that energy. I love it. Yeah, she also thought of another one. Uh, before I go to sleep, I always listen to, but you, you probably won't really relate to it, but you know, I'm, I'm a Muslim. And I listen to prayers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because of that, I can just calm down and go to sleep peacefully. I just look it up on Spotify and I put like a timer for like uh, how many minutes I wanted to play and uh, then it stops playing when like the timer is done but I sleep pretty fast so I I don't really have to put it for a long time (laughs) third one I was still thinking about (laughs) what do I do on a day like oh maybe have it this I wake up most of the time like an hour before I go somewhere maybe that's a habit Mm -hmm. like a lot of people like they are not morning persons so they wake up like uh, 15 minutes before they have to go away yeah but i always wake up an hour before and i like i go to the shower i pray i i eat i make my food i eat it and i think of my outfit i just take my time you know and even if i have an hour sometimes i'm in a rush how (laughs) are you very punctual about like arriving um with for anything like meetings or like just coffee with your friends or um are you someone who always arrives a little late or like Mm -hmm. i love to be um 
on time but sometimes it's just not possible because like my sister maybe she did something and because of that i have to go uh, later maybe i wanted to meet my, with my friend but now mom last second asks me what are you wearing how late are you gonna get home <laughs> and i'm like mom i have to go now <laughs> and because of that i'll be late but if it comes to school i'm always on time because like they are very strict when it comes to that and i have to travel uh one hour and 15 minutes yeah every day is that that's just one way like from your house to the school and then you have to do it again to go home oh my goodness exactly yeah at first i had a school like near me like i could like i could even go with my bike and i was there in seven minutes but now (laughs) i have to travel for so long yeah and oh i also got a habit i read on my way there because like if i go on my phone too much i get a headache because also at school i have to go on my um laptop and when i'm home i probably have to work so then with the screens it's no good are you reading for fun then this is like for leisure for fun at first like when i was still in middle school i couldn't really read for fun because every time i had an assignment so i couldn't really choose a book just for fun and when i had free time i wouldn't want to read a book you know (laughs) i wanted to create art or watch like a uh, like netflix or something and now i was like you know what i have so much time while i travel so might as well just buy some books and read them on the way yeah what are some of your favorite books you've read recently i'm still uh, reading one book and it's my first book (laughs) (laughs) i'm reading they both die in the end oh wait i've heard of this book (laughs) yeah i didn't know what book to choose and i saw one tiktok also and that boy (laughs) like he was filming his reactions while he was reading it I didn't even impress me that much, but I was like, oh, I know that book, might as well buy it. I was reading it and at first it was a little bit boring, I'm gonna be honest with you. But then like this real story comes and because at first they are like introducing the characters. But I thought, you know, let me give it more, like one more chance. So I kept on reading and it was pretty fun. And I suppose I was like, wait, I think it's a gay couple. (laughs) Their genders like not revealed then? Is it like somehow written? I just didn't use my brain. (laughs) 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 Because like it really says like Mateo and Rufus. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. That actually sounds like a realization I would make. <laughs> like a whole well, like, <laughs> Oh my god. It was so funny because I was in the train. I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> but oh it is a fun god. book nonetheless, so it's okay. <laughs> how are you experiencing the pandemic and how did you feel during lockdown? Do you even have a lockdown right now? So no, we're really, really lucky that we don't have a lockdown. And I know that the this topic is like really polarized um, in a lot of ways uh, because I live in Texas and Texas was like one of the first states to like during the pandemic to reopen. Mm. And there was a lot of controversy over that of like some people being like, 
oh, the like Texas government is so stupid, like we're doing this, this is going to prolong the issue. But then I think on the opposite hand, what it really helped was it saved small businesses. Because I know that like mm-hmm. a lot of small businesses in other states, the lockdown was just very detrimental and like forced a lot of businesses to close. In terms of what is good what is bad what is right what is wrong like I won't really speak to any of that but like what I experienced Mm -hmm. was like I was very fortunate I wasn't like locked down for as long as a a lot of other people um and Mm -hmm. that vaccines were distributed I would say quite rapidly and quite widely but I think there's like some complications within the fact that like I live with a younger sister who has like some health complications so I need to Mm -hmm. keep that in mind so like even though I have the freedom to like you know, leave the house, like, if I'm coming back to this home where she lives, I need to be cognizant of that. I think the way that I experienced the pandemic was really like, let me just experience this for what it is, as it is, as it's happening. And when, and when we did have lockdown, I just thought to myself, well, then how can I make the best use of this time? Like, if I can't go anywhere, then I, to a certain degree, I save time and energy on commutes and like on other things because like on my day-to-day life I often think a lot about how to plan out my day before I execute um I don't know if that's normal but like it takes up, it takes up a lot of like brain energy to think about stuff like this and like who do I want to like see like you know what friends do I want to meet with and like mm-hmm. where do I want to go to meet these friends etc cetera, etc cetera. during lockdown it was like well I don't have to think about any of this because you know, I, I don't have any other options. Just, <laughs> you have no friends just, to meet. Exactly. So I think like at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, oh, you know what this feels like? This feels like when you were a child and like, you know, your parents aren't going to take you to your friend's house. <laughs> you have no way to like, you know, get anywhere by yourself. So you're just like, I guess I'm just going to read for three hours and then I'm going to draw for two hours. Like, how do I entertain myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's how I treated the the like meat of lockdown um, when it was happening and then after that um, having more liberty to go outside and stuff um, I I started to take advantage of that even during lockdown I would take every excuse to go and walk outside Um, and it's because the weather in Texas or well in Dallas specifically where I live is not always the best for being outside which is unfortunate like it's always either really hot or really cold Um, and like maybe two weeks in the year it will be nice so during the pandemic I was just like well I don't want to be in my house and I can't go anywhere because everything else is locked down so like let me just go take walks all that to say that I just tried to make the best of like the situation that's how I experienced like the lockdown and the pandemic was like whatever cards we were dealt with I was like well let's see how to make the best out of this you know whatever the situation is are you currently in a lockdown again or yeah. like I've been since three weeks ago. We went in a new lockdown because of Omicron. How much longer do you know or no idea? You're just Um, waiting? Well, next week, the elementary schools are going to be open again. And I think middle school too. And the week after, maybe our schools, maybe higher education too. But okay. next week I'll have uh, online classes okay. because now I'm in. Uh, I have a holiday. I had two weeks uh, free. Oh well, I had to work, so not really free. But like Monday, Saturday, and Sunday, I had no work or school, so that was nice. We're in lockdown, so that sucks. I really wanted to go ice skating, and I wanted to go uh, to mu- museums. Sounds very like not 
important. But I just wanted to go, you know. Right. I hope the the situation over there will improve quickly, and that you'll have the opportunity. As we're coming to the end of the hour, I um uh, I want to know from you the question that I ask everyone: How do you define a stranger? And at what point do they transition from being a stranger to not being a stranger? I think you still can be a stranger when you know each other, uh, but maybe you like haven't really talked to one another. Maybe like some of my classmates, I've not really had any conversation with. I don't really know much about them. I also don't know some names, so <laughs> because I haven't really talked to them before, I'm I'm pretty good with names, but with them I've never talked to them. So I think they are probably for me strangers, even though they are my classmates, and they become not strangers when we actually have a conversation and like a longer one. So not just uh, I hate this class, like. Oh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I uh, went to this party this uh, week because that's all they talk about. Students. I went to this party this week and it was uh, lit. You know, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, this this guy likes partying. Oh yeah, he went with his friends, so I know more about the, uh, him. And then you have friends. And with friends, you really have this connection. Like you talk more with each other. And you also feel like safe. I, like with these people, I actually talk with about like my struggles. Like I'm 20, right? I'm the, in this new phase, and I'm uh, sometimes dramatic, but also I experience a lot of things. So my friends are the people that I really talk to, and I don't feel like bothered. Like they, I bother them when I talk to them about it because you know I've experienced some not so fun stuff you know but with them I know I can talk about it and I feel safe with them yeah I love that emphasis on security and safety because I feel like that's so important and I think that's all that we're like seeking um as you as like humans like uh, we want to feel safe and I think that's part of why we see connections and communities too because it's it's something that makes us feel like we belong and that Mm -hmm. we are safe okay so a follow-up question and like if you're not comfortable sharing like totally fine but what are what's something that you're struggling with currently (laughs) well uh, uh, in the past oh wait i suddenly had a very weird accent but in the past i had um some racist things Mm. that i um experienced and also um some more personal stuff uh like a divorce of someone that really impacted me and you know childhood traumas and stuff and with my friends i know i can talk about it like especially my best friend especially her with her she knows almost everything about me how long have you been friends with your best friend you know, it's very uh, funny because uh, at first we uh, attended the same mosque. And I was there for like four years. I learned uh, how to read and write Arabic. And then I left because I 
I was met at the director. I was so young, but like once I was at the uh, Somali uh, mosque. Yeah, there was this once and there were guests. Yeah. And uh, they suddenly started like treating these guests like they were everything, not teaching us anything. And I was like, hello, I want to practice this verse. <laughs> I want to say it to you. Give me attention, you know? <laughs> and then also, they didn't let us pray. Yeah, that also. <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm in a mosque. I'm not uh, somewhere else. I am supposed to be able to pray with you. They even prayed in front of us without us because there was no space left. <laughs> well, let us pray later then. Oh, yeah. And then also, they didn't let us eat. I was there from nine like what i'm still mad about it <laughs> i notice i'm still mad about it but they didn't let us eat and i you know also why i have to always uh, wake up earlier is because i have to eat because i get very hungry you know right yeah <laughs> so they didn't let me eat so i was so pissed when i was done like i, I was like you know the moment I am out of this class, I'm going to drink my juice. Yeah. <laughs> so once I was out of the class, I directly, and I was like, I'm never going back. Never. Right. I came home. I cried in front of my mom. I was like, mom, I'm never going back. You <laughs> cancel this. Okay. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> so my sister and I were in this mosque. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't come back after that time. I didn't come back. I was like, never again. Um, but I met her there and we're, we were very good friends, but we didn't see each other for a long time. Then um, we had this project for uh, elementary school uh, where uh, some schools were chosen to perform in front of the uh, now queen and king of Netherlands. We both were in a school that were chosen. So she was in like one, like one neighborhood further. Uh -huh. And um, then we saw each other and we're like, oh my God, hi. I, like we, we knew each other. We recognized each other. It was like maybe two years after we last seen each other, but we uh -huh. still recognized each other. So we had like one practice um, performance for the elders and uh then later we also had to go to amsterdam and perform in this like big venue for them but it was with a lot of other kids a lot of other schools so it was not just us but then we also sat together and yeah then we again didn't see each other for a long time until i went to this middle school First year, I had a different uh, level than her. She had a little higher than I had. So I uh, leveled up and I came in her class. And at first we weren't really friends. I had another friend, but she ditched me. I don't know how. Also, I would never understand. We were besties. Every time lunching together, she would like ditch her friends to be with me. And then one time, she like uh, one of the classmates. She was like, "Hey, can you come? Uh, can you come here for a bit?" And she talked to her. And after that, she didn't meet me again. So I was like, "Hmm, were you the one that caused this?" After that, she even tried. She even tried to kind of 
like tease me like how do you say that bully me i like I, there was a time where i had this uh where i was very bad with my allergy and, and i didn't know yet that i had it so i was sneezing all the time and sniffing and it was a test and she thought she was funny to uh, like get a tissue and put it on my on my table yeah and she was like <laughs> like giggling with her friend and i was like thank you <laughs> but it, like she had ill intentions okay so back to the story so <laughs> later i actually became very good friends with her so in the second uh, like other half of the year and from right. then on, we kept on being friends till now. So that makes seven years, six years. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, it almost feels like it was fate, you know, yeah. that like you, that you had so many different encounters with this person, like in mm -hmm. your mosque originally, and then that event later on. And then again, later at school, it's like, it's like the universe was, was like, hey. Yeah, exactly. I was, yeah. We also talk about this pretty often, and I'm like, oh, we are meant to be, girl. <laughs> like, she is really my bestie. I love her so much. I'm so glad that you have, like, such a person in your life because I feel like growing up, I always had, like, at least one best friend. Although, like, my best friendships never lasted, like, super long, but I always had, like, one person that I could go to. And I remember mm -hmm. after after entering adulthood, I didn't really have, like, that person, and I mm -hmm. was like, oh no, it's impossible to find a best friend as an adult, because everyone's, like, more concerned about, you know, relationships, and, like, mm -hmm, being with their yeah. family and stuff, and I was like, maybe it's not possible, and I was really sad about it, <laughs> like, like, mm -hmm, at the I idea that, we're... Yeah. right, yeah, but then I finally did find someone, so I was like, oof, just don't give up, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, fall into the trap of believing that you cannot find someone to connect with. Yeah, I also had a, a trouble with that sometime because I experienced a lot of racism when I, like, uh, my last four years, so actually the remaining years, luckily I had um, my friend, so I was very good with her, and I also have another friend, and, um, but it was, I was a minority, I was the only Moroccan one on the whole level. So, um, yeah, and I tr tried. At first, I was really, like, trying, laughing with them, even I didn't, even though I didn't understand their humor. Like, till now, I still don't get it. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm thinking, like, how did they laugh about llamas? Just, like, they would say llama, and they're like, <laughs> And I was like, huh? And I was like, <laughs> but at some point, like, they didn't want to be friends with me. So at some point, I had to, like, accept that they didn't want me. And that that is their loss, you know? <laughs> I also thought that I maybe was not social anymore because I actually am pretty social. <laughs> and, but then I got jobs and I got friends pretty fast. And I was like, oh. Oh, I am social. This is still possible. Really, we should never give up. Like there are always people that are that have good intentions, and yeah, we shouldn't think that because we see so many maybe mean people that there are no good intentioned people 
anymore. Right, exactly. I love that we're ending on this like very hopeful <laughs> note. That's just like, yeah. Even if where you are now in life, it makes you feel very isolated. Like, don't give up because the the your current situation in life, like the current people that you're surrounded with, does not represent like everyone else that exists in the world.、Mm-hmm. There are still people who can share your interests, who can share your humor, who can share your story of being a minority or a majority. You know, whatever, whatever your circumstances are,、yeah. like you're not, <laughs> you're not that unique. But you are also <laughs> unique. But you're not that unique where like no one else can ever possibly understand you. Yeah, and also like、um, life goes on, and remember that. Because like at some point I heard of the quote because of BTS, but I was like thinking about it and I was like, wait, actually they are so right because like、um, if you think about your past, you have probably experienced a lot of things. Like、uh, maybe you had a very very hard time, but you were able to live on, like move on, and.、Um, Thinking back to that also makes me very、uh, motivated and positive, optimistic,、yeah. because I think yeah, life still goes on. So, you know, like move on, go on. It's all gonna be okay. Wow, I really loved reliving this conversation because of all the gold in there. If you resonated with anything we touched on, please feel free to reach out to Senna or I or both at Don't Be Strangers on Instagram, and you should totally go comment on her art at. Artsy.sl. That's spelled A R T S Y. S L. As a reminder, you can also come on to co-host an episode. The application can be found on the Instagram page, and just as you've experienced, this is truly a casual chat over anything and everything you'd like. Not ready to co-host? Well, the Pen Pals Club is a great way to engage with the community and dig into some journaling prompts if you'd prefer something more asynchronous and slow living. And at the very, very least, if you believe in the cause of the show, please help close the gap between strangers by sharing this episode or any other that you loved with a friend or two. I'd honestly really love that. Until next time, don't be a stranger.